Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box, episode 55. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor. On this week's episode, special guest host Daryl Taylor, along with myself, we interview actress Candace Flem of the web series Aquan Embraces. Now, back in February, we interviewed the creator, producer, and lead actress of Aquan Embraces, Jessica Mills. So we got a hold of Candace, and you know she loves pop culture just like the rest of us listeners and fans of the show. So we figured we'd bring her on just to have some fun, talk a little bit more about season two of Aquan Embraces is currently available at awkwardembraces.com the future of the show and just odds and ends and pop culture goodness in between so we really hope you enjoy this episode before we get to our feature presentation, I wanted to give a shout out to Future Pro Wrestling over in the UK. Future Pro Wrestling was founded by three people, Steve Evans, Lee Elmer, and a gentleman by the name of Matt Burden. For those that have listened to previous episodes of the PKD Black Box, Matt Burden has stopped by our show a few times, and he is also the host of the Burden's World podcast and is also a co-host of the Matinee Idols podcast. And what these three gentlemen have done, they formed their own wrestling federation and had their first house show a couple months back. And now they're preparing for the summertime brawl to take place on July 2nd. Tickets are now available. So if you live in the UK and you are near the Wallington Public Hall, go check them out and hope you enjoy the show. Now, if you want to know more information about the Future Pro Wrestling uh, Federation, you can go to fpwuk.blogspot.com. All right. Here's how the PKD Black Box is going to run down for the month of June. On June 1st, the podcast that you're listening to right now, we have our interview with Candace, And then on June 15th, myself along with John Carroll will be talking with Jeff Katz, a Hollywood producer who's produced films such as Snakes on a Plane, um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. He's also written comic books for DC and right now is heading up a project on Kickstarter called Wrestling Revolution. We will be talking to him about Wrestling Revolution, uh, the issues with professional wrestling at this time as far as what's on television at this moment. We'll also be talking about some Hollywood talk, some comics talk, everything in between. But the Wrestling Revolution will be the meat of that conversation. And then on June 29th, it will be a super filled episode of just myself and Donnie talking comics because I want want to get back to that because you know like i said we talk about a lot of things on this show but we want to get back to the comics and so on june 29th it's going to be comics filled so hope you enjoy that as well so that's the month of june you're also going to have more episodes of tales from the attic actually after this episode of the pkd black box a couple days later you'll see a new tales from the attic followed by a new carol chronicles and so forth and so forth we should have a couple more tales from the attic this month and probably one or two more carol chronicles as well so hope that you've been enjoying the program Programming, and I thank all the listeners and fans of the show for you know giving us love and showing us love. And if you got a moment to give us an iTunes review, we would kindly appreciate it. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, 
joined on the line right now with a special guest host. He's a podcaster of about 50 gajillion podcasts um, and the soon-to-be Daryl Podcasting Network or Daryl Taylor Network or Daryl something. And the man has, seriously, the man is a more podcast than Snoop Dogg guest host on other people's albums. He is the love child of Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Daryl, how are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, just call me the emperor, the empire, any, any, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm, I don't have an ego about for, for the last time I told you, we were not talking about your media empire on this podcast. I, this is not about you. This is not about me. This, uh, is, this is about our special guest that we have a very special guest. Who's here? The person that we have today is a very special lady. Actually, this interview came about because the foolish Daryl Taylor uh, began talking uh, with this person over Twitter. And she started fighting first. Will you let me finish? Okay. Thank you. And this fool was acting a fool to our very special guest. And I had to come in and intervene and be the black Dr. Phil to get it all straightened out. Come to find out this wonderful person is also one of the wonderful actresses on the web series Awkward Embraces. We interviewed Jessica Mills earlier this year on an episode of uh, the PKD Black Box, and I thought it was only fitting to bring another star from the Awkward Embraces series onto this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the ever-so-talented Candace Flynn. Candace, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Sean. I suppose it's an honor to be on the show with Daryl as well, but... um you only knew how hard it was for me to actually say that, to vocalize it. It's all right. I, I just I appreciate you taking out time to put you know to put up with Daryl to be on this to be on this podcast today. I didn't come here for this. Like I didn't come here to be insulted in the first five minutes. Like you get a half an hour maybe, but I didn't come here in the first five minutes to be insulted. Now, let's get back to my greatness. Now, go. All right. Well, this is how we're going to do it. We have plenty of questions to ask Candace because, as I said before, Candace is one of the stars of the Awkward Embraces web series, which has started season two. They are seven episodes in as of this recording. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is I want to first, um, for listeners that, that don't know of Awkward Embraces, I was wondering if Candace could give um, the listeners a scoop as to what Awkward Embraces is and where the series is at right at this moment. Oh, okay. Well, um, I guess the basics are that the show is about a geeky girl named Jessica. And she is, like I said, a geeky girl who kind of has a little bit of trouble dating non-geeky guys because she's so socially awkward and she's just very into her geek culture. And I play one of her best friends along with Lindsay Doolin. And we are usually trying to help her find dates, trying to help her not show so much of her geeky side, I suppose, to kind of navigate the dating world. And along the way, Lindsay and I have our, um, I guess, adventures, if you want to call it. Uh, It's kind of like a romantic comedy web series, a lot of silliness, lots of geek and nerd stuff for those people. I think there's something for everyone. You know, I feel like everybody can relate on some level, whether you relate on the nerd side or the geek side, or you relate just on the having hardships with dating side, or just, you know, just being a socially awkward person. You don't necessarily have to be a geek or a nerd, I think, or I don't think to be socially awkward. Yeah, I think that's a good description.
you are currently in season two of Awkward Embraces, and actually, as of this recording, episode 207, uh, which was written by you, um, has just premiered. Normally, you're in front of the camera doing your acting thing. Yeah. How was it actually writing an episode as comparing to just acting an episode? You know, it was. it's really fun to be a writer and an actor. This is the first thing that I've ever written that's actually been produced, so it's... It was so awe-inspiring for me to be on set and to like speak my own words, but then to have my fellow co-stars, you know, speaking my own words and even having our guest star speak my words. It's just really neat, and also to hear the crew laugh at some of the jokes, and it was just it was a really interesting experience. And even just the writing process was really good. It was it's fun trying to come up with scenarios for characters that you feel like you know so well because they're they're based off of you and based off of people you know but it's not completely them so you can you can kind of do whatever you want to to a certain extent so there's a lot of fun there candace how great was it when you first spoke to me on twitter go do you want me to answer this truthfully because i thought we wanted this to be like a positive podcast (laughs) next question Where, where, where did you get your start for wanting to be in acting? Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good question. I can answer that honestly and nicely. I have always wanted to be on TV from a very small child. I, I just loved watching TV. It was really fun for me and thought, wouldn't that be neat to be on TV? But I've always been in- incredibly shy. So, um, you know, when I was in elementary school, they had productions and things, and I really wanted to be in them, but I was just too too shy to go for it. and. At one point, we had like a, a Christmas um, program, and so I finally, I, I'd always loved singing as well, so finally I decided, well, I'm going to show people that I can sing at least. And so, I, you know, I blew my teacher away, and, you know, instead of giving me like a small little interstitial part to sing, I sang like I got a solo that she didn't even know that she was going to give to anyone. And uh, from there, when I got to junior high, I... Uh, started acting in speech class and you know did monologues and we did maybe one or two plays just in the classroom it wasn't a big deal then when I got to high school we had a, a real theater department and I thought yeah I want to try this and I also went to competitions doing individual acting events like prose and poetry and things like that and I seemed to be good at it so I said well maybe I can make this a career and then I remember in high school my theater teacher at the time she, I think we were on our way to a competition. We were either going to or coming from a play competition. And she just randomly asked me, so what are you going to do with your life? And I said, oh, well, you know, I want to be a doctor and an actor. Because I had wanted to be a doctor from a young age as well. And she said, well, you can't be both. So at that moment, I thought, wow, okay, well, I choose acting. So then I started looking at theater programs and the rest is history, I guess. My wife and I were having a conversation last night as far as trying to attain goals or, or goals or dreams that you may have had either from childhood or even as an adult. And I remember talking to my wife about it because she said, you know, when I was, she said that when she was young, she had, you know, she had a few dreams, but it wasn't anything that like, you know, she really thought about later in life. She just, you know, she just worked her way into, you know, doing what she does now. But like with me, I told her with me, it was completely different. I, you know, I, I, when I was like five, between the ages of five to like seven, 
I remember telling people in my class, you know, my classes that I wanted to be an X-wing fighter pilot. It's funny because I, when I was five, I told my teacher that I wanted to run my own drug cartel. Um, I'm not paying no attention to you right now. I'm talking, so I, I need you to go sit over there. I need you to go sit over there. That's what she said. I mean, yes, exactly. There's a reason because you got issues. Now, did she call my mama? She should have. <laughs> she should have. I'm okay. glad she did. Okay, but, fine. Go ahead. Go okay. Talk, Thank talk you. I, 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 I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, fine. Even yeah. even though I knew, even as a child, even though I knew that that dream was quote unquote unrealistic. Uh huh. Yeah, that Star you know Star Wars and science fiction just always got me real excited as a kid, and that led me into wanting to do film and cinema later on later on in my teenage years and in my twenties. And so, like the one area where I felt that I could be successful in was in comics, and especially like when the internet when the internet like just like exploded, it started to become easier to create comic books with creators across the country. And I guess like it took me a long, a long time to get to where I was getting to. It's you should always have dreams. Yes, they're very important. I think that's what keeps you going. Things that we want out of life, and no matter how minuscule or how or how massive they may be, I think it's always good to have them. Even mm-hmm. even though for some, as foolish as having a drug cartel may be, I became a Jedi. Oh wow! Okay, I, I did. This is just off the rails now. Okay. Okay, I, I'm raining it back in again. I'm going to rain okay. it back in. Fine. All right. No, it's okay, Daryl. You can talk about being Darth Glow Stick later. We can talk about that later. We ain't going to talk Darth about that right glow now. Glow Stick? Did yes. you say Darth Glow Stick? Darth. Get it right. I'm a Darth level now. I said Darth Glow Stick. Okay. What you, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to hear you say it again. That's all. You just nasty. Yeah. You just nasty. I did. And we're going to move to the next thing. You're a child of the 80s, Candace. Um, yes, I... What, te- what television shows did you grow up on? Oh, gosh. I think it's everything. Like the Cosby show. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Like, who's the boss? The facts of life. Different strokes. Small wonder. Did you just say small wonder? Yes, yes I did. Okay. Go ahead. Tell your story, Sean. No, I'm not telling a story. I'm, I'm... You yes. love that show. Go no. ahead. Story, I need to hear it. No, no, no. I didn't have one. It's just that as a as a kid, I thoroughly loved that show. I'm probably like one of five people that did. <laughs> no, I think there are at least eighteen of us. Okay, all right. Because he wanted a robot. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, a robot what? sister. No, I did not want a robot sister, <laughs> Daryl. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm gonna come through this microphone like Ghost Dad and choke the living shit out of you Why if you don't that? act right. Uh-oh. I'm just saying. What you got? Okay, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I went to see That's Ghost Dad at the movie theater. So did I. My mom took me to see it. Then you went to go see Leonard 8, right? Leonard no. Part 6, not Leonard oh. Part 8. And my, my mom bad. took me to see that too, okay? Now, shut up. What did you do? Why did she do I that? wanted to see it. I was a child. How was I supposed to know it was that bad until I, I went? How'd you see it through the helmet that you had to wear as a child that you wanted to see that? <laughs> You've really just completely thrown this show off track, Daryl. Because really I'm a Jedi. That's what we do. We I'm a Sith Lord. Chaos. Go ahead, though. Go okay. ahead. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank How you doing? I'm okay. All right. Okay, um, but in addition to Small Wonder, I also watch like, a lot of the cartoons as well. Like, Jim. Jim is my favorite cartoon of all time. She's truly yeah, outrageous. outrageous. He totally, truly is. <laughs> I loved uh, G.I. Joe and... The Snorks and Heathcliff. And oh, she said the Snorks. 
No, 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 no. She said Heathcliff and the Alley Cats. Yeah, but she said the Snorks. Nobody gives love to the Snorks but me, and I'm so glad she said the Snorks because they were oh, better than the Smurfs. Back then, you didn't you didn't hear that correctly. I didn't say the Snorks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, now he gonna play me on, <laughs> on the show now, right? No. Okay. Richie right. Rich, Johnny Quest. Yes. Um, yeah. Gosh, what else? I yeah, I watched so much TV, way too much TV. If um, that's possible. No, it's just that like you, you, I never hear a lot of ladies say that they grew up watching GI Joe. And Transformers as well. People that listen to this podcast know that like I'm one of the biggest GI Joe fans in the world. Oh, are you? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I grew up on it. It's just I grew up on the cartoon and like I love the toys and the comic books and stuff like that. The the movie is another question. I really you know my inner child is happy about that movie, but like the adult in me is ashamed. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I feel like, you know, I I was really just grief-stricken when I heard that they were even making a Transformers film. So I knew that G.I. Joe would not be any better. Although I did enjoy the first Transformers film. The second one I can't get through. I'm kind of tired of Hollywood raping my childhood. So, uh, so I'm, I'm very choosy. If they make a gem live-action film, I will probably commit Harry Carey. Just don't do it, please, Hollywood. Don't put it out there in the universe, because they'll do it. Well, I feel like they're already working on it. I think I've read some reports or something. Anyway. Oh, but. no. But you had Jim, and you, you've already had Jim for this generation. Wasn't that Hannah Montana? That's a really hard uh, sell for me. I, I, I definitely see some of the similarities that she's one person, and she wears a wig, and she sings songs as one person. You know, Jem was super awesome, had a band, Yes. ran, ran a music company, had a dead father. You know, yep. Hannah Montana slash Miley has a father and a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also live action and not as cool. Although I do love my Hannah Montana songs. I, I can't believe I'm actually admitting this. Wow. And I get a lot of flack from it, so I'm, I'm bringing it on. But, you know, the, the gem songs are even better than the Hannah Montana songs. That's my childhood right there. So you don't mess with gem. Well, you know that there's a channel called The Hub that will be uh, airing a gem marathon very soon. Yes, it starts, I think, this week or like the beginning of next week. And I'm so excited. One of my friends has a blog. It's called Kind of a Mess. And uh, she posted about that like a few weeks ago and it was it made my day i was having a really bad day at work and that just really brightened my day so i'm so excited and i do have the hub so we can make this happen oh well good so we having a watching party or something we're gonna do the pkd gem watching party when i say we i i'm just speaking you know as as candace is a we not anything involving you and i doing anything together and and, and remember daryl when you say when you say we as in pkd the d does not stand for daryl and it has oh. nothing to do with you well hold on i gotta take the wig back off and put the guitar down What was the name of the computer that Jim had to like tra- so she could transform into Jim? Synergy. There we go. Okay. Like, That's what I have. Just to me I to make to. sure I'm not lying about my love for Jim. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm not testing you. I'm not testing you. I couldn't remember. I just remember she always say something and rubber earrings and yes. then and, and then she would turn into Jim or whatever. But see the, and here's the whole thing. When Jim was out, because that was a Marvel a Marvel uh, cartoon. People I didn't f- that. Yeah, it was a produced by Assemble Productions, which was a division of Marvel. Those are the same people. Sumbo, 
they were the same people that also worked on the G.I. Joe cartoon and also the Transformers cartoon. Yeah, like that would be my um, early morning routine before I'd go to school. Like sometimes I would almost miss the bus because I think Jim would be first and then G.I. Joe. And I think I always had to miss like the last little part of G.I. Joe. Or maybe it was like right before Scooby-Doo started, I'd have to leave. Yeah, that was my morning routine. Those are good mornings for me, remembering that. I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that a lot of boys watch Jim too. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I know in my my neighborhood like and we had some like thuggish kids in my neighborhood <laughs> even the thugs watch Jim what yes yeah I, I, I was a thug you know I the cartel but I watched it really? yeah, it was in between two other cartoons that I liked too so yeah. I had to watch it that was really smart of them to uh, sandwich her between two male oriented shows but it was smart and for the last time Daryl you were not in the cartel I was. And, and her boyfriend, Rio, was like Gambit before there was a Gambit. Uh, I think Rio wasn't as, as suave as Gambit is. He tried. All right. Well, speaking of Gambit, now, now we're like on this pop culture kick. This is good. 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 See, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. See, Daryl's tried to derail the show a few times already. What? I just put us on the road. I just put us back on the road. When I, I, I know, I, I know, you know, but see, this is what I'm going to do, Daryl. I'm going to give you, ne- I'm going to give you next question. I'm, right. I'm giving you the floor, so you better drink your act right before you ask that question. What kind of songs did you sing? What, what do you mean? What kind of songs did I sing? But, but, like, you like to sing, so what kind of songs did you? Oh, I would just, for? I would just sing everything. I love pop, you know, Michael Jackson and just everything in the '80s. So, yeah, that's what I would sing alone in my room. Um, do you have a favorite Wham song? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you just brought up Wham. I yes. love Wham so much. How did you know? How did you know? We just have that synergy going on right now. See, keyword, synergy. Yes. And see, because you mentioned 80s pop music. Once again, I, I like to thank my mother for introducing me to Wham. So uh, so there Bob? we go. And she bought you the coat and you would get up singing, Jitterbug. No, no, see, no, not that Jitterbug. song, fool. Not that song. Everything she wants. That's the jam. That no. Is, that is, you know, that's a really good song because as a kid, you don't realize how good some singers are until you get older. And then you really start to listen to the words and the feeling and the emotion that they're putting into it. George Michael is pretty amazing. I know he's had some some setbacks and some weird things happen, but he you really he's can't fine. deny you can't deny his vocal power. Yeah, never going to dance again. Oh, Guilty stop. feet that got no rhythm. Daryl. <laughs> so it's easy to pretend. You know, even as like a, a seven-year-old or maybe even like a five-year-old or six-year-old, I, you know, I would watch that video. And I, even at that age, I realized just how, how many mistakes adults can make when they cheat. When I was a kid and when Wham! was on TV, I, yeah. I, I knew it was something major because like Wham! and George Michael even showed up on BET. What? Yeah. Yeah. Careless mm-hmm. Whisper ended up on Video Soul. Everything mm-hmm. She Wants ended up on Video Soul. And even Wake oh. Me Up Before You Go Go ended up on Video Soul. No way. Yes. yes it did. Yes, yes. It, did. <laughs> it played on black radio, too. Sure did. See, like, he was one of the ones that got the pass, okay? Yeah. Every, like, generation, every 10 years, like, a set of, like, artists get a pass. And like like Daryl Hall and John Oates. Oh, he, uh, he has. Bill Collins. Yo, yeah, but Daryl Hall has a forever pass. Yeah, he does. He yeah. does. He has a forever pass because that brother got soul. So he got a forever pass. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Candace. I didn't hear what you said. I said he really does. I love Hall and Oates so much. Yes. 
Um, let's see, who else got a pass for a while? John B had a pass for about seven years. Yeah. I love John B though, because that, 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 that dude could cut some music and he's also a hell of a songwriter. Let's see, who else got a pass? Um, let's see, yeah, George Michael got a pass. Um, he got a pass, like especially when he did that song with Aretha Franklin. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Elton John was on Soul Train. Yeah, back in the yeah. 70s. Yes, he was on Soul Train. Like 80s pop had like a lot of R&B influence. And, it really did, yeah. And you know, and like then there was still there was still like your separation between your pop pop rock and your R and your R and B. But there were a lot of crossover artists in the eighties. I can't even say if it'll ever come around again because like right now, like mainstream radio and mainstream music is so homogenized. It really yeah. is. As far as like the internet goes, there have been all these articles written by females about quote unquote geek credibility and difference between a pure geek female and a casual geek. And you know, one's more real than the other. And I'm just wondering, I personally, as of right now, I don't get it. I, I really don't because to me, whether you are a casual fan or if you're all in, shouldn't we just accept each other? And I was just wondering if I could have your opinion on that. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a really good point to bring up, especially since I'm on a show that's kind of geared towards geeky people, especially geeky females. You know, I was on Twitter when, you know, a fellow, well, not a fellow, because I don't consider myself a geek. I, I don't consider myself someone who can label themselves anything, really, because my interests are so varied. But, uh, I, you know, I was on Twitter reading about someone that we all like being insulted and it, it just because she's a female geek and, and this other supposed female geek said you know I'd like to punch her in her stupid boobs and it was just a big uproar just because it seemed like this person was jealous that their blog wasn't getting enough hits or something that's what it seemed to boil down to to me I think it's all kind of ridiculous because I feel like at least when I was growing up geeks and nerds all they wanted was just to be accepted so it's really weird that you know, some factions are turning against each other and, you know, the whole point is to share in the, the knowledge and love of a certain thing that maybe not everyone is into. So I think it's all very silly. But on the other hand, I do understand if you're very passionate about something and, and there are these people who might be perceived as popular and cooler than you are kind of taking over this special thing that you were interested in and you thought that only you and a certain group of people were into, I, I can see where you might get a little offended or just maybe a little insecure about those people jumping on the bandwagon and getting publicity for it when you've kind of worked your whole life to be accepted even though you like this thing that's kind of outside the the lines but I get again in the end I think it really all boils down to just accepting everybody it's you know whether you are into sports or whether you're into geekery or <laughs> whether you're into music because I have friends that are music snobs I feel like all of my friends are such music snobs in comparison to me because they seem to like one sort of thing and I feel like I really try to like everything. I have this really vague way that I describe my musical tastes. I say I like anything that sounds good. And I don't mean that in a tongue-in-cheek way. I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, I don't like that strictly because it's by a country artist. I'm going to say I like it because it sounds good to me. And, and I don't care if it's Kenny Chesney or Reba McIntyre or Beyonce or Lady Gaga. Yeah, or Justin Bieber. Like, 
you know, I just, I like things that make me feel good or things that make me think or things that do both. So I, I feel like people who are into comic books should just be accepting and don't, don't hate. Like, I would be glad that that's one more person that's into something I like because that's one more person to talk to. That's one more friend you could make. Well, especially in the comic book industry right now, especially with the way the direct market works, uh, you know, the direct market needs as many readers as possible right now. God, the snobbery in that. I just can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Even the comedian, it was a comedian that put out this thing where he doesn't like that everyone is in on the joke now. You know, you're talking I, about Pat Oswalt? Yeah, I, I really like he has this love hate thing where when he mentions something he does or he likes he has to say it in an apologetic way and and i don't understand the point of that i don't either it's just a lot of it just has to do with the fact before we had the internet it was just everything was pretty much clickish you had a set of friends in your neighborhood that like comics or you had a set of friends that like cartoons or a certain type of music and y'all would all hang out and only y'all would really know the total intricacies of said thing that you enjoyed because you were in a bubble and the funny thing is, is that all across the country, there are other people, other kids that were also in those bubbles, too. The Internet brought all that together. So now, instead of being the only expert on G.I. Joe in your neighborhood, you can just go on the Internet and find out anything you need to know about it. You want to know you want to know all Snake Eyes costumes? Boom. Right there. If you want to know about Scarlet? Boom. Right there. If you want to know about the behind the scenes on the animation side, it's all there for you. And like for him... He, I think he feels that, you know, that quote unquote specialty of being an expert is taken away. And I honestly don't give a damn because like Candace said, I just want more people to enjoy it. Uh-huh. It doesn't really help if you can just if you just hoard it to yourself. I just want people to enjoy it and I want to bring more people into it so it can last for as long as possible. We don't really have this problem with like book books like Harry Potter. Nope. Yeah, that's what's strange is that most, I think anything that's created, most people want whatever they've created to be shared among the masses. They don't want just this one elite group or whatever you want to call it to be interested in their thing. They want it to be shared across the globe. It's just, you know, it's contrary to the whole idea of creating something to be shared with people. And you have to think, well, there was this geek who put all this information about G.I. Joe on the internet because he or she wanted to let everybody else in on it so that they would have more people to talk to. Pretty much anything you want you want to know, see no or see is on the internet and the granted not all of it's true but it's out there for you so eventually no matter what it is we're talking about whether it be comic books movies anything i mean and i do mean anything it's out there for you so if anything i think it helps yeah and it also hurts because now we know more about pretty much any industry um than we've ever either a wanted to know or did know because we know more behind the scenes stuff now than ever and i think that also affects our judgment on how we see some of this stuff now yeah I've, I've fallen victim to that i really some things i really try not to watch any behind the scenes stuff on because it just it ruins it so much especially being an actor and being in the business you know i've done some background work on some tv shows and you know you're really excited when you think about doing it and being on set and seeing how they make it but then when you watch it at home it, it's all ruined for you the magic is you know it's kind of dissipated a bit so it's it's a really weird balance but you know some people love it i guess 
I guess that's why they keep doing it. Thank you for, for answering that question because it's you know it's not like we had we're able to like always have you know ladies on the show to talk about subjects like this. Oh, you're very welcome. I just I hope I don't, I don't want to offend anyone because I'm really not a geek, so I don't want this to be exactly what we're talking about where people get upset and say, well, she's not a geek, she's not even qualified to address it. But I'm someone who's into geeky things, right. and I, you know I just want everybody to get along and to. Enjoy it and make new friends. That's yes. what life's all about. All right. Well, well Daryl, um, I've given you time to review your next question. So um, please present your question. All right. This is a doozy. Here you go. Be ready, Candace. This is coming. What would you prefer writing? Uh, if you could write any and do any project that you want to do, would it be comedy or would it be a drama? Ooh. Nice. Can it, can it be both? Yes. Can it have, uh, you know, a little bit of drama mixed in with some comedy? Your project. Yeah, that's that's what I would like. That's what I choose. Because I, I really enjoy, I, I'm assuming that I'll be in this project. Yeah, of course. I really, I love making people laugh, but I, I feel like it's kind of all that a lot of people have seen me do for a while. So I would like to show people that I can make you cry. and um, not to show your tweets when you tweet at me. <laughs> Dad. So basically, my film will be a, you in front of a camera, just crying and reading Twitter. Right. I think it would actually sell very well. I think it would. It, w- it worked for CBS and William Shatner. Well, yeah. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Is that show? Is it still in production, or did it get canceled? He chose not to do it anymore, so it's canceled. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Is, is and Sean, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is that true, or did CBS finally cancel it after they uh, paid money to give it a People's Choice Award? Mr. What? Shatner gave it up. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it was totally canceled then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally not. It wasn't Shatner's bag. Yeah, Shatner needs to go back and do TJ Hooker. I would love that, though. Yeah. That, oh, my God. The first time he jumps over the car. Uh, oh my god that would be you, awesome. you know Shatner's too old to be jumping over cars but okay. I would carry him I would I would pick him carry him let, let Candace the- talk let Candace talk what was the deal because it seems like I loved a lot of shows in the 80s I forgot to bring up Dukes of Hazard. <gasps> I guess I love shows where men jump slide over the hoods of cars mm-hmm. what does that say about me I like adventurous people because yes. I don't think well did you watch Airwolf Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> nice. I loved Airwolf. Please tell me you saw the episode where Airwolf went in outer space. <laughs> I really hope you're joking, because no. I, oh wow. I'm I'm dead serious. What happened was was that Airwolf's computers, you know, the the computer inside of Airwolf went like went renegade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way to override the computer was for them to go into outer space, you know, oh. above, you know, above the clouds into outer space to freeze the computer system in order to knock it out so they could get back to Earth and rip it and rip it out of the system and reprogram it. Nice. Ingenious plan it was. Sounds like a jumping the shark episode to me. Ernest Borgnine in space, y'all. Oh, wow. Come on, man. He was perfect. He, wasn't, he, he, he hadn't been in space since Disney's The Black Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that man alone. Hey, listen, we all watched the black hole when we were kids. And even in, in look. I don't think I did. Oh, I went to the movies to see that because my mother loved me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see the floating garbage cans. Candace, 
if, yeah. if you ever watch The Black Hole, uh-huh. when when Disney made this film, you know, this is because of the popularity of Star Wars, Star Trek, and all this stuff. When they made this film, they said, you know what? These things are popular. We need to make our own science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. To this day, I am 35 years old, and I still don't know what the hell <laughs> that movie is about. Well, I... Oh, you're right. No, there is right. there is an like the last 15 minutes of that movie. There's like this this imagery, like I guess like because uh, I think they finally escaped. The, some people finally escaped the black hole, but there's this imagery that goes on for like five to ten minutes. It's as if the producers and the director of this film snorted like loads of coke <laughs> and said, "We're just going to put together this homage." You just need to get with your friends one night and have a black hole viewing party, but uh-huh. please have plenty of drinks if that's your thing. My friends, you know that drinks are, that's a requisite, a requirement. Okay, cool. Well, yes, have plenty of drinks and then watch it and then give me a call and say, you were right because yeah. it, 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 it makes no sense. You're right. That it didn't. Really makes didn't. absolutely no sense has cool robots in it but that's about it but they couldn't even float fast like the robot like they were like we have to run and you would see them running remember when they ran across the scaffold and then it took like 12 minutes later for the robots to get across because the robots were on wires it was the 70s that's how fast they could go <laughs> it was the 70s what did you expect they, yeah, did, they, they didn't have that Lucas technology. They had Disney technology. Yeah, you're right about that. That was pretty sad. It's worth watching to see Ernest Borgnine in space since I mm. obviously missed Airwolf in space. And see, also, I would like to take it back to the time when every network had, every television network had their own helicopter show. Oh, yeah. And, and did you watch Riptide? Did I watch Riptide? Come on now. Of course I watched Riptide. Thank you, because, see... Long, long time ago, last year, we had an episode of the PKD Black Box where we were talking about favorite 80s television action shows. Yes. And I mentioned Riptide. And this fool that's also on the line with us right now, along with two other fools, dogged me for liking Riptide. No, Riptide was amazing. You know how you get away if you're the villain on Riptide? You go, you run on land. I hate you so much. I hate you so much right now, too. Because you know I'm right. I'll screw you. Thank you, Candace. Thank you. Did you watch the greatest American hero? Oh, but of course. Hell yeah. Hotel. Did you watch Hotel? Yes, with uh, that that had uh, Mr. James Brolin, right? Yes, and Connie Bellica. Yes. I had had a crush on her. Of course you would. Hotel. That was an ABC show. I remember that because I would watch like Hotel, Dynasty, and Fall Guy. Oh my gosh, Sean. Literally, you're like my long lost brother. What the heck? <laughs> remember when insane. Remember when Billy D. Williams was on Dynasty? I don't remember. Hmm? I'm sure, I'm sure he was on there, but I don't remember. It, it wasn't for long. It was just like a special like guest a guest thing. He was on for a few episodes. There is a Ebony magazine cover that's got Billy D. Williams and Diane Carroll on the front, and oh Billy D looks like a boss. He always looks like a boss. Come on. Oh, you know, and like I was just like, we done made it. We got <gasps> we got more than one black person on Dynasty. We done yes. made it. Well, the only other like major black star at that time would have been like Robert Guillaume, and he's not quite Dynasty material. No. He's too cool. He's too cool for that. Mm-hmm. No, Speaking I, of, oh my God, Benson. Oh my gosh. I love Benson. Yes. I love Benson. So I used to watch that with my with my mom on the regular. Even like even though I. 
for I'm sorry for as long as that show went, I remember toward wasn't it like the later years of the show where like where Benson was actually running for office. Yes, uh-huh. he became lieutenant governor. Oh, okay. But he was always smarter than the people, even as the butler. So, well, you know where that came from. That came from the the old um, kind of like the uh, the black characters in in, in an all white mostly cast would say something and it would be the smartest thing in the room yeah what's it called that archetype is called like the magic black or something yeah where you're the, the wisdom the wisdom keeper the wisdom holder and you're black and a lot of shows kept that uh you know were coming out of that like he started out as a as a waiter like kind of a waiter housekeeper and then he slowly started to he, you know, he became part of the cabinet and then came a man, you know, he was helping the governor and then he ran for lieutenant governor. You know, it just slowly kept building after that. I'm liking you so much more now with your extensive Benson knowledge. You have no idea. I, well, you know, I grew up then too. Daryl tries, you know, Daryl can, can be a jerk when he wants to be, but when he, when he wants to be on point with things, he can. That's why I, that's why I still allow him to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's nice of you, Sean. Because well, Candace, I drink a lot. See, oh, I drink a lot, and um, sometimes it hurts the brain. <laughs> I'm admit it. I'm being real with it. Remember the episode of Dynasty, that season finale, where like they were all in that church, and like these people came out of nowhere and like just busted through the church, start shooting Hold people. Them down. They were the cartel or something, the rebels or something. Yeah. And then yeah, I remember that. From that made up country. Yes. Yeah, because my mother cursed. I, I remember hearing her curse because I didn't, you know, wasn't paying attention, and she watched it, and she said, "This is some." And then I was like, "What? <laughs> wow!" I uh, watched Three's Company. Oh, but of course. Now, did you also watch Three's a Crowd? I did. Um, I watched it. I'm sorry, I did too. And I, yeah, it was really bad. I love John Ritter. Like I, I have to be honest. I cried when he died because it was like my dad died. It was weird. I grew up with Jack Tripper. Like. You know, in the summers when most kids were at summer camp or whatever, my parents both worked, so, you know, I was at home with my brother all the time, and um, so that the, the, the TV was my babysitter, so that's how I got Me hooked too. on the shows and the, the soap operas. Like, I was, like, six years old and, like, worrying about what's going to happen to Erica Kane, so. And, and did you watch Young and the Restless with Victor Newman? Of course I did. Come on. Yo, when I used to stay over at my grandma's house during the summer, my grandma and a couple of my aunts would watch Young and the Restless, and I watched with them. Uh-huh. And I would get excited when Victor show up because Victor would like always have the jeans, the leather jacket, <laughs> and the t-shirt. And he walk into somebody's office and they get all mad, like, "What are you doing here, Victor?" And Victor would be like, "I bought your damn company. You're fired." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is awesome." I'm like, "That's the only part I wanted to see." I was like, "Grandma, just let me know when Victor shows up. I don't need to see anything else. Just let me know Sean, when Victor shows up." Remember when he bought the Abbott's company, <laughs> and he came to John's house, and and like he came to his office and bought the company, and then John Abbott had a heart attack. Yeah, and Jack was pissed. <laughs> Gosh. But I didn't watch it though. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't watch that. it. No, no. See, I remember. I, I remember there was this one. This one time during the summer, I came home. I was just like, I just got home. I was just chilling, and I flipped on the TV, and Young and the Restless was on, and Jack Abbott got into a fight with Victor Newman. Mm-hmm. And then I find out, like three or four years later, a friend of mine, we're just talking, we're just joking about like all this TV. 
and I was joking about Young and the, Young and the Restless in that fight, and he was like, yo, you know that fight was real, right? I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, that fight was real. In real life, those two don't like each other. And that, and that, sta- and that fight, which was staged for the show, got a little too personal. Oh, wow. Perfect. So there was some hatred during that. That was like, that was like He-Man Skeletor hatred. Ooh, oh, I love He-Man. Well, because Jack would go, Jack would try to like be and go in the background and try to steal Nikki. Remember when he playing Jack was trying to take Nikki from from uh no 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 Daryl Daryl you take it too far you take it too far I'm just saying I didn't watch it but I'm you know I you keep saying that but see told me I'm trying to help you right now because you're taking it too far I'm I'm gonna pull it back in I'm gonna pull it back in Candace mentioned that she also liked He-Man. Now, did you also watch uh, She-Ra? I did, of course. Not as, good. Not as good. This is my one question uh, as far as She-Ra goes. And, and please feel free to like, you know, to like chime in on this, Candace, because see, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, a fashion expert. If I'm a dude and I'm one of the good guys on She-Ra and my name is like Lionheart or something like that or Arrowheart, uh-huh. why do I have an outfit I shoot bows and arrows, but why do I have an outfit that has a heart symbol on it? Because your name is Lionheart, right? But, Makes sense. But it looks so soft. It does. Um, He-Man basically ran around in a furry Speedo. <laughs> um, yeah, so... But see, it wasn't furry, but it was basically a Speedo yeah. and boots with no socks. That is true. So, well, yeah. hold up. What's wrong with that? I wear it to the clubs. What's oh, what's wrong? That visual, Daryl. Um, what's what's wrong, Daryl? Ladies love it. He man basically could have been one of the village people. I, I'm just gonna put that out there. So I, oh. I feel like you know, and Shira was uh, was the show for girls, so they probably made the the male um, attire a little more accessible for women. Like, oh, I see hearts, so that means I can watch this. You know, that's kind of jacked up, though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things from our childhoods are jacked up. On episodes of Fat Albert, when they would play football on the roof. And I don't remember them playing football on the roof. There was a couple of times they played football on the roof and the building would shake. Mm-hmm. And, like, Fat Albert's dad would go upstairs and, like, get mad at Fat Albert and tell him to get off the roof because it's Fat Albert running so hard that the building would shake. Oh, that's so... Because, it, because they live in the projects and the buildings weren't sturdy. Going back to awkward, awkward embraces. Yes. 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 We, we need to go. We need to go back to that. <laughs> I love that show. I, I know you do, Daryl. Do you really? I yes. think you're saying that because you talk to me now. No, I remember what what before I even knew about knew you. What did I say, Sean? Daryl said. Daryl said that awkward embraces was like Cougar Town for geeks. Oh, I I think that's a compliment. No, I watched it Cougar is. Town. Of course yeah. you will. What? No. what are you trying to say? What are you trying? You don't watch it. Your grandma watches it, right? Gr- yeah, my, gr- my grandma watches it. Okay, <laughs> rest in peace. W- once again, don't don't oh. take it there, Daryl. Don't take it there. Sorry, sorry. It's 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 all right. Daryl's just trying to take. Once he's trying to derail the show, so I'm gonna put it back on the track. I'm not, but I did. I you know what? My one of my favorites, Candace. Remember when you went to pick up? It was in the middle of the night, and um. <laughs> and you had to pick her up for, and you were in the car yes and 
that yeah and y'all started laughing at her at uh-huh. the end i've been there because you've and, been see yeah yeah i figured and they laughed at me too <laughs> but it was just fun. i mean but it just shows the friendship like y'all have a, a good chemistry on the show that you, you can tell that you really y'all are really cool with each other yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. You've just wrapped up production on season two. Episode seven of season two just aired. Now, how many more episodes are left for season two? We have four more. Yeah. Or we have like a two-part finale. So that, that that's going to be a total of 11 for nice. season two. What I've noticed is with this season, though, is that there have been some episodes where you'll have an episode and there'll be something going on in the background and then a couple weeks later this mini-sode will come up mm-hmm. and you actually get to see what was going on in the background. There are these two people that are trying to flirt with each other but they're doing an awful job at it. Uh-huh. Awkwardly, you might say. Yes, yeah. very yeah. much so. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. We uh, might have some more of that for you guys. Now, how did that come around? Um, you know, I really don't know the uh, synergy keyword i really don't know the synergy i know that um we love the two actors that uh play those roles patty who uh plays the andrea character who's actually uh our co-producer this season and then nate um nate was actually an extra in our um, party episode from season one he's just a really great actor and and we get along so well and I guess, you know, Jessica just thought, well, maybe we should add a little extra material for the show. Especially, I think it helps during the times when we don't have episodes, full episodes of the show to air. It, it gives the fans a little something, like a little appetizer or something to tide you over until we come back with a full episode. Um, so, yeah, it's just just some little, some little tidbits to nibble on until you get more and... I think the fans like it and I think they're cute and they they work well together so yeah I think it was just something Jessica just came up with and it seems to work. Pretty sure that there's going to be a season three right? You know, uh, as as it stands, we would need some, what's the word, corporate sponsorship for that to happen. Yes. So, you know, I really don't know where we stand with that. I, it would be wonderful if that happened. So anybody listening, if you like our show and you have money to spend on a web series, please give it to us so we can make more funny for you. But, um, as, you know, as far as I know, it's really up in the air. I mean, anytime you're doing any type of entertainment, whether it be on the web, regular television, or anything, trying to find a way to generate revenue for it in the beginning can be very difficult. Now, once you get that revenue, once you find that revenue stream, you know, you're fine. Um, yeah. You're fine. And it's not like you guys are doing this for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, you used uh, Indiegogo to raise money for season one and for season two. And so you know of like what kind of production budgets you have right now. Now, if you get a corporate sponsor or just a sponsorship per se, um, you're able to possibly do more than you're doing right now. Because right now you're doing this on a budget budget. Yes. Because you're doing this you know, out in California, which filming in California can't be cheap. No, but you know, a lot of it is uh, done out of the generosity of people's businesses that let us shoot there for free or 
just shooting in cast members' homes or neighbors' places. So if you're a legitimate production and you're doing everything by the books, not to say that we're not, but of course we're independent. So it is very expensive to shoot anything anywhere, I think, but especially out here. You even had an episode in season two that guest starred Tyler Maine. Yes. Yes. He and his wife are friends of Jessica's. So we were able to work that out. And so it's just, it's been really neat for us uh, in season two, I think, personally, to have some fresh faces. You know, I mean, because we, you know, we would have different people in season one, but a lot of it was mainly the three of us. And so it's definitely a lot more interaction with the three of us with the guest stars. And I, I really enjoyed that so much. Well, you had a guest from the Guild. We've had two, actually, now, with season with uh, episode seven having aired. We had uh, Robin Thorson, and she was in episode 206, The Flashback. Which is hilarious. Oh, thank you. And then we just had Vince Queso, who was in episode 207, which I wrote, actually, mm-hmm. called The Pounce. So, yeah, it's been... It's just been pretty crazy. Like, even those castings just kind of came about, and we were told about it, and we were like, wow, that's really, that's crazy. I, I just still can't believe that anybody that we don't know wants to be on our show. Because <laughs> it's, it, you know, that's not an insult. It's just, I, I think, so small. You just, you don't think anybody else will want to watch it, let alone be on it with you. So it's just, it's always such an honor and a pleasure to have people come and be on our show and, and tell us how much they like it and how much fun they have while doing it. I think Candace should have a, a, a new, some more parts. And one of the, the storylines could be uh, Candace makes a friend on Twitter. <laughs> they start to flirt on Twitter and then eventually he comes and meets her and she makes him cry. Uh, Candace, on the behalf of the PKD Black Box podcast, I want to apologize for this full suggestion to you. I'm I'm just saying that would be like funny like we would tweet you know, I mean Candace and the character Yeah, yeah, you said we that's a little alarming. No, no, I meant the character, I'm sorry. It's It's bad enough that there have been moments when you two are on Twitter Like, there are moments where, like, y'all are like the George and Wheezy of Twitter. This is true. This I'm is not true. Wheezy. It, you, I am George. You are Wheezy, uh, Daryl. Wheezy, it's not easy. <laughs> stop it right Loving now. You. Stop, stop it right now. Stop right. it right now. But, no, if you ever see their Twitter conversations, just, 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 just be forewarned. And nine times out of ten, Daryl starts it. Oh, yeah. Live. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lie. Daryl, Daryl starts. He was the one that even started it because I, as far as I can remember, I've always been nothing positive to him on Twitter. What? I've never said a mean thing. I'm always complimentary. <gasps> yeah, I don't, I don't know where this hatred, this vitriolic, you know, nature came from that Daryl has, but what? I think he needs to seek help. You know, I feel like the little kid in school where the little girl punched him in the eye and then ran and the teacher comes in and said, why did you um, push the girl? And he's sitting there going, what? I'm the fat kid eating the Twinkie. What you mean? (laughs) She punched me in the eye. I didn't do nothing. (laughs) 
in your Twitter uh, bio, it says that you also are a commercial jingleist. Mm-hmm. That you. Uh, it's, it's a commercial jingle singist. Oh, which singist. Okay. Is different from a commercial jingle singer because a commercial jingle singer is a legitimate person who gets paid to sing jingles. A commercial jingle singist is an idiot on Twitter who loves and is obsessed with commercial jingles and just sings them for free to herself in her room. Okay, and and you do, okay, and I just want to make sure I want to clarify this for myself so I know, is it A or B? I am B. Okay, you are B, okay. Yes. Okay, what is your favorite commercial jingle of all time? I knew you would ask me that, and it is so hard for me to choose. I, I have so many that I love. I even have a whole CD of commercial jingles. It's not like a CD where I recorded things off of the radio and made a CD. No, they actually, they produced a a professional CD with like the old Band-Aid jingle, several Coca-Cola jingles, a Dr. Pepper one, a Pepsi one that I'd never heard, which is amazing. There's one for uh, an old camera called the Polaroid Swinger. And it was the first, uh, I guess it was the first Polaroid camera where that you could like, take it with you it was like a really good mobile camera where it had like this little this little latch on it and you take the the film out and then you swing it around and then it develops or something i i may not even be correct on that but it uh it was it's just a, such a good theme um i really love that one i love you know all the mcdonald's ones as a kid oh, oh. I love the uh, See the USA in your Chevrolet that Dinah Shore. I have videotaped myself singing that. I am just telling you about all of my weird, nerdy Wow. Perks. Why am I doing this? No, no, oh so we are sharing. Now, Daryl, on the other hand, is I think is taking it real, real serious right now. Yeah, I'm shocked. The grunts and things. Yeah, the grunts kind of scare me right now. I might have to try I'm to find shocked. a way to edit those I, out. I, I'm just shocked you pulled out the Dinah Shore commercial. That just... It's amazing. What's wrong with it? No, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, See, not bad. I'm just saying you just pulled it. I just forgot. It's like stuff that I forgot that you. Yeah, pulled. and the cast of Glee recently remade it. And, you know, before I even gave it a chance, I was a little upset because I thought, well, no one can touch Dinah Shore. <laughs> um, especially right. that classic version. But the Glee one, it really grew on me. Um, but, yeah, I still love the Dinah Shore one. I, you know, I can't say, like, what's my favorite jingle but i can say like there are two that i love to sing and to sing on camera okay i'll say three that i love to sing on camera and i've already mentioned the dinosaur see the usa and your chevrolet but the other two that i really love uh are the state farm jingle mm. the full version not just the um like a good neighbor part but the full part and then the other one is a good year commercial that came out, I'd say, maybe like late 80s, early 90s. Okay, I can say that like, I am probably the scariest person to watch my shows with because I will scream at the TV like, what are you doing? I can't believe this. Or if something makes me really happy, like I jump up and down and I clap <laughs> like a maniac. So I'm really glad. That that's why a lot of times people are like, oh, you should come over and watch this with me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I will because I know how scary I am. Like, oh, don't even get me started when I would watch Lost, like every cliffhanger 
or you know something crazy would happen with Locke, I would just be like, what? And I, I was like, I'm so glad I live like far away from other people. I'm afraid I'm gonna scare my crazy neighbors now because I, I, I was I finally got caught up in my vampire diaries, and there were a few episodes and a few things were happening, and I was just. Now, what do you think gonna happen with Stefan when he comes back? You think he gonna go fully to the dark side? Can I just say that I was not happy with that finale in the first place? I don't. I I just don't see how because you can't have two bad brothers. I don't think Damon's gonna become. Well, Damon's not really bad. Bad. He's you just say lonely. that because you think of yourself as a Damon and you think that's hot and sexy. But really, he's just lonely, right? He's in love with he's in love with a woman who's in love with Stefan again. I mean, so that he's not really bad. Bad. Yeah. Whose fault is that? She well, Catherine was the one that seduced him and lied. Remember? Okay, but he can make the choice to fall in love with other people. He didn't have to fall in love with the one who's in love with his brother. But she let it. She kept doing the. She kept eyeing him and stuff. He couldn't help himself. Elena was not eyeing Damon. She gave him them, them eyes, the puppy dog like. Pretty girls do that. Okay, it gets them in trouble. And it, and it, and it messes up our brain patterns. It like we don't know what's going on. Well, you know what? That was just God's little trick on men. You know. And, and what do you think Jeremy is? You think he's like all of his his soul self hasn't been brought back, and that's why he's seeing the ghost of his dead girlfriend? Kind of what I was thinking, because I really wasn't sure about that. So I maybe- don't watch the show, but my grandma do. She- <laughs> See, Daryl, stop lying. I'm just Daryl. That's what? really funny you say that, Daryl, because I know a few weeks ago when I was tweeting as I was watching Vampire Diaries and getting really upset about it, you would mm-hmm. say, oh, well, you know, Elijah's not necessarily a friend and just wait, he gets better. And I don't think that that's coming from your grandma. I think that's coming from... But she told me to, to send that message to you. She told So you talk, you talk to me, you talk to your grandma about me? Yeah, cause I, cause she said she said, "Baby, why are you crying again?" I'm sorry, Candace. And yeah. Damn, huh? just stop, just okay. just stop. But, just... but the fact that we actually had a minute conversation about the Vampire Diaries on this <laughs> podcast is kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, I don't I don't watch the show, and you know, I'm versatile. No, no, more, no more power to you if you like, because if that's your thing, that's your thing, and I don't hate. Uh, I don't. Do you not like vampires, or you don't like TV vampires? Um, I'm just not right. I think with me, it's like anytime something like hits like a saturation point, I Uh-oh. there will be a moment of disinterest, and so and so like I really haven't really got into it. Like I can watch True Blood on and off. Uh, you know, with, with like my wife loves the show. Oh, that's yes. a good show. So good. And um, and I'll watch that on and off with her from time to time when I have time. But besides that, it's like that's all like the vampire vampire I can really take. I was, you know, like I said, the Twilight thing isn't for me. That's for a whole other generation. Vampires they, they, don't glitter in the sun. They are going to come to your house and shine up your whole house. <laughs> Want to tap dance and sing show tunes to me too? What are they going to do? Jazz hands. Scared. But no, it's okay to each their own. Like I said before, to each their own. It's just not. It's not a big deal. But um, I'm just kind of amazed at the fact that. There was actual Vampire Diaries talk on this show. That's never happened. <laughs> it's a good show. I'm, you know what? Honestly, Sean, when I watch it, I've kind of just forgotten about the vampire aspects because to me, like, True Blood is more of a vampiric show because it's all about, I'm a vampire and we have 5,000-year-old vampires and things. But to me, I think it's like 
One of my friends actually calls Vampire Diaries Vampires 90210. So I think it's kind of like I like the whole teen drama part about it. I think that's more what I'm into because it, it's so much better than 90210 and the vampire thing. The original 90210? No, like this, the new 90210. Oh, that don't exist, but the remember the original 90210? Yeah, I didn't really like that either. I would just watch it because it came on after Beverly Hills. Come on, you got you got to admit, when Dylan no, made a choice. Huh? No, the, I'm, I'm getting mixed up because I'm thinking of Melrose Place. Yes, I love the the original Beverly Hills 90210, and I watched the original Melrose Place a little bit, but it, oh, it wasn't oh. as good. And this this new Melrose Place that they had was so oh. terrible. I couldn't yeah, stop I, myself. Because nah, that Dylan and Dylan Kelly and Brenda, when he made the choice. Yeah. And then, and then Brenda walked and Brenda just walked off. Remember that? And then in summer and then the summer hit and then it had a break and that's how they left it. And you know, the cliffhanger. That I'm was awesome. I'm sure that you're really well informed about these shows. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm I'm surprised. Daryl, do you know about the episode where Color Me Bad showed up? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Austin Green, you know, he was Remember when he remember when Ray Babyface was on and he was gonna go on tour? No, I don't remember that part. That was when he he broke up with Donna, cause Donna no, he didn't break up with Donna. Donna caught him making out with that other chick who was like a groupie, and he and then he went away with her. He went on tour with with them for the summer, and when he came back, um, he was trying to get back with kind of. Well, they didn't get back together that season. I think they kind of went on and off, and he dated a couple other girls. Uh, but that was the first time they broke up. Adira, I just want you to know you have completely taken this show I'm t- beyond off the tracks. I don't even know where this show is at right now. But David did that dance where he was like, this is for the cool. And he would do the dance and then he would spin. And you know he wasn't playing nothing. But he would like spin <laughs> and then go back to the keyboard. Yes. Yes. You remember that, right? I do remember that. What is your favorite ice cream? Well, if we're talking flavors, I love cookies and cream. That's my absolute favorite. And I'm from Texas, and so we have a brand called Bluebell. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Um, We have that in my neck of the woods. You do not. What is that? Yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. Bluebell is some really good ice cream. We have Bluebell, Turkey Hill, and a couple of other brands. But, yeah, Bluebell is real popular around here. I've never heard of Turkey Hill. We have Turkey Hill. You have the per- the best of both worlds, Sean, because you have like some some northeast stuff, and then you have some southern stuff. Oh, Bluebell's so good, but you know, out here in California, all I have is like Ben and Jerry's or Briars, and I I don't like Briars. Then there's like this Ralph's brand, which is so good. Ralph's is like the big grocery store right here, and they have like this private selection group of ice creams and it's like these really just like delectable things like i don't know if you've ever heard of um the flavor called moose tracks yes well they have like moose tracks and then they have something called bear claw which is like dark chocolate ice cream and fudge covered cashews and cashews are my favorite nut and i always love putting cashews on top of ice cream sundaes so it's like the best of both worlds because there's like denali denali caramel Throughout, it's like the most decadent thing I've ever had. But as for Ben and Jerry's goes, my favorite is half baked, which is half 
chocolate chip cookie dough, half chocolate fudge brownie. And it's just like the most perfect of all the Ben and Jerry ice creams, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I know we do have like, I think like one Ben and Jerry's around here. We have like a variety of like local mom and pop ice cream stores along with mainstream stuff. We also have this thing in our neighborhood called Orange Leaf, which is, uh, I guess it's a fat-free frozen yogurt, but it tastes like ice cream. Oh, that and, sounds good. Yeah, well, it, well it's kind of cra- it's kind of crazy out here because the way Orange Leaf works, or yeah, it's Orange Leaf. The way it works is just that you walk in, and there are two size of cups, and one is a regular size cup, you know, your average like one scoop, two scoop cup, and then there's this big bucket. Okay. That's fine. That's for me. Okay. Now you take your bucket or cup, and then you walk over, and there's there are all these different flavors, and they're like, and they're in those like frozen yogurt machines. You know, you pull down the lever. And you can fill up your bowl or bucket as much as you want, and you pay by the ounce. Wow. <laughs> and then, you know, you can get you can mix and match all types of flavors, go crazy. And then when you're done, there's a, um, a center, like, a, like a, it looks like a little buffet full of fixings for, for, your, uh, for your treat. And you put all types of fixings on there, like cookie dough and brownie bites and, 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 and syrups and, and, and all types of craziness. And then you get it weighed, you pay for it, and then you leave. Now, this has only been around our neighborhood for probably two months. Oh, really? Because yeah. we have some, some stuff like that out here, too. It, it is insane. It, it is insane because people have lost their minds. I'm like, yes, I know it's fat free, but just because it's fat free don't mean you're supposed to be eating all that in one sitting. Yes, it does. It's fat free, but the brownie bites and Oreos <laughs> are not fat free. Exactly. I don't want to hear this talk no more. <laughs> you, you, Girl, they don't have that kind of stuff in New York. Not in the big with the, the whole thing where you can get a bucket and put it. I mean, they have Baskin Robbins and they got uh, Carvel, but... They don't have that, which you, you're talking about heaven. <laughs> they don't have heaven. Every time we've went, the line has gone out the door, and people are, like, trying to fight for parking spaces over frozen yogurt. Oh, I believe it. It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, people are trying to run each over other, run each other over for it. It is that, it is that insane. But it is it's really good. So much more to talk about. I feel like we need to do another one at, at a later date because I, I, I didn't get to tell you about my love for Star Wars, or we have to do another one because this was not as scary as I thought it would be. And, and I told and I told you it wouldn't be. You know, people that come on this show know it's it's like just sitting on on the porch, just chilling out with your friends and just having a good time. Now yep. I really want to come and like sit on a porch with you guys because it's so, it is so weird to talk to people that are my age that are into this stuff from the 80s that I'm into because everybody now is all about what's new what's now I just really want to talk about the period from 1985 to 1995 tell you what this is what we'll do later on this year we will get back together and we will have a we will have a episode where we will talk about the Empire Strikes Back yes we will have a nice conversation about Empire we'll talk about some other Star Wars stuff maybe some Star Wars toys and whatnot. And um and yes, Daryl, you can come back too. Really? Yes, Daryl, you can. I guess. Yes, you will we'll be nice. We'll, yeah. We'll be nice. We'll let you come back. I did have one question for both of you. Okay. Have you, either of you ever been to San Diego Comic Con? No. Neither of you? Um I haven't. Uh, the um 
on my honeymoon, my wife and I were in San Diego the week before a Comic-Con the year Iron Man was coming out. Oh, okay. So I've never partaken. I was supposed to go this year, but financially it just wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. But I hope to attend next year. Now, what about you? I have never been, but I, I desperately want to go. Well, part of me really wants to go, and part of me is fine not going because I don't do well in large group situations, especially groups who are really into everything that they see, and I don't know that much about all the things that I'll see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's scary but exciting. Well, so I hope to be able to go someday. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, when you go, you just let us know, and we will try to find you a escort service, a professional <laughs> escort. <laughs> Um, to to take you around the show, so you do not feel threatened or harmed in any way, and we will have my, my bubble of protection. Yes, you have your bubble of protection. I so. do security for Daryl. 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 I need security from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to hire somebody else for that, but I can do all the security for you, and then you get somebody to do security against me for you, and then the security. Daryl, this is what a crazy person sounds like. Oh. Now, Candace, before we end this episode, I would like to um, remind people, um, where can they see Awkward Embraces? Oh, you can go to our show website, which is www.awkwardembraces.com. And uh, once you're there, you can also find links to our YouTube page. And uh, you can follow Jessica, Lindsay, and myself, as well as Adam, our director, and Patty, Jean, our producer, and Nate, who plays Alec in the minisodes. He's also on Twitter. So, yeah, just go to awkwardembraces.com, and you should find everything there that you want to know about the show. And, yeah, I think that's it. Well, Candace, uh, thank you so much for being on uh, on this episode of the PKD Black Box. Um, I hope, one, that you had a good time, and um, we can't wait for you to come back. I had a lovely time. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show again, and I would love to come back and talk about all the wonderful 80s things that we didn't get a chance to talk about this time. Well, I, I, will, I will make it so. Uh, awesome. See, I, I even threw in a Picard reference, and I and I know I know Daryl got mad about that because Daryl hates Captain Picard. I held it in because I was about to say something, but I ain't say it, Sean. I ain't say it. I, I know you didn't, Daryl. Do you hate uh, TNG or do you just hate Picard? Picard annoys me. I like I love Riker and Worf and Data, and wow. sometimes Jordy when he's not dating holograms. So Daryl Taylor hates British people. No, <laughs> that is not true. Got it. Yes, we will, and we will end the show right there. Why, no, Daryl? I'm just playing with Daryl. Where can they find you and all the podcasts that you're on? Like, well, you know what? We're setting up. I have my tech people working on a new website, which would be the Taylor Network, and you'd be able to find it on that. But I'll announce that later on when it's ready, right. and it'll have nothing's on, which is the TV podcast. With me and Donnie Salvo, but we talk a lot of TV, which Candace can come on anytime she feels like it, and we can talk all about 90210. Okay, and then this year I said it with me and Simba, and it's a very spiritual podcast. I'm never doing that one ever. <laughs> Good decision, Candace. That is a very uplifting podcast where we talk about 
very uplifting spiritual things and then you have things like women who are whores for money on the internet yeah huh yeah and spaghetti you're lo- you love spaghetti that's I, that, yeah, yeah i do i do any okay uh and comic book road show interview which is the interview podcast for comics and we just had howard shaking and the writer of blue state blue estate and we have chris robinson coming up who is the writer of Superman and he's done Fables, Cinderella, and he's doing iZombie. And of course the fixes hideout. And we are back and we should be doing we'll probably be doing the Thor review and all of that. And no apologies, which is straight comic round table where we just sit around talking about the comics that we've enjoyed. And we just did a uh, episode on some of the cons we talked about Super Show and and Baltimore and Boston Con and and Bristol Con which was overseas so that's we had a lot of fun doing that and you can go to Facebook and type in Daryl's Podcasting Network and you can see all the podcasts that I am on oh and DC Noise also that's another podcast where I'm I love doing too and we talk about DC Comics and food and lots of food. And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at hhwlod.com and is also available via iTunes. And you can still go to pkdmedia.com to get our podcast, check out our form, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, Agents of Cult, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store for free. If you're on iTunes or our forum board, feel free to leave us a comment, or you can email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. You you are coming in crisp and clear. Uh, we, we have Candace on the line, and I, I and I need you to be a gentleman today, Daryl. Who me? I don't think that's possible. I I guess so. <laughs> now, why do you sound all somber? Because you are never this somber on any on any other any other day I have contacted you. Yes, I know I've been I have been text messaging you about eating more vegetables in your diet and i hate you for it i'm, I'm just trying to help you that's all i'm trying to do i'm but trying I'm, to help you you need to get more vegetables in mcdonald's is not a vegetable yes it is <laughs> it is a vegetable jesus jesus okay voice yeah. uh, <laughs> is still kind of on the fritz oh no it's okay it's it's all right no it's not okay yeah, I know. Daryl's gonna, you know, try to run with every little imperfection about me. No. Oh, good luck with that, because there are very few imperfections. So good luck with that. <laughs> see, see, what Daryl fails to realize is, is that, see, r- remember, my show. I, I, I don't come on your fifty million podcast and run your shows. <laughs> see. Wait, wait, PKD. I thought the D. Oh no. Was no. for Daryl. We have to go like I. No. Let me call my. Pu- Excuse me.
I'm gonna talk to my publicist. I'll be right back. You don't have a publicist, fool. You, you know, it, I'm. It's been a little rough because I had to let some of my uh, cleaning staff go <laughs> because they didn't um, clean the pool and the jacuzzi the way that I told them to. You ignorant ass. So I didn't. Um, you just so more coffee, ignorant. please. Garcon. <laughs> you are so damn ignorant. Garcon. You know, you know that this is the only podcast that had in the history of podcasts that have three black people on at the same time. You know, we're about to break the internet. You do. It's the rapture. That's Probably never gonna happen. We're gonna have a blackout. Get it? Blackout. Black. Wish we could have a Daryl out. <laughs> Just like Twitter. I love it. Yes. yes. Oh. I don't think I like it. No, no. I I'm here representing. I'm the Twitter angel. I'm here to bring balance. Now I gave a list of questions that you can ask me. Only those questions. We're not asking. We, I can't answer. We're not. A- now, we're not asking we can you get questions. Into what made me uh, want to get into the business and what the business of being annoying? Yeah, what we don't my really greatness. Care. What my greatness is. Oh my goodness. You know what, Daryl? Daryl? What? Yeah, Daryl. This, this ain't about this ain't about you. We, we, we're here to talk. We're going to talk to Candace. Okay, so huh? Let huh? me, I, Negro. I need you to I act right told. today. I, I need you to told. act right today. You were told. You I were wasn't told. told. Well, you need oh. to get a new damn publicist. I wasn't told. Let's you come here. You. <laughs> what is that? I can't stand. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever been a part of. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Normally we normally this show is not this ridiculous and I, um. You lying? Okay, we gonna you go. Lying. We gonna go ahead and get this started. And I swear to God, Daryl, if, if you don't act right, if you do not act right, I will get a plane ticket. I will. T- I will personally bankrupt myself to go get a plane ticket and fly out and smack your ass. <laughs> it's not what the people want, sir. I think that's what everyone wants, actually. Can I have Lou Rawls playing when you announce me? Like, you'll never find. No. Like, smooth like? Like, no. Bam. No. No. Right. Now, I'm going to start now. This is the fifth time I said I'm going to start okay. this. So, right. you know what? I'm, what I'm going to do, Daryl, I'm going to introduce you real quick. And then I'm going to Wait, introduce. Real quick. Real yes. Quick. Yeah, yes. I'm going to introduce you, and then I'm going to introduce our special guest. So, I need you to, I need you to act right now. All right? I need you to act right I need I'll you. Pretend. I, okay, thank you. You got five seconds. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what was that possible? Oh no, no, I was just getting reverb. I was getting reverb. That's why I, I paused. I said okay, and then like I heard like the okay echo out of the speaker. So. Uh, so no 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 it, it wasn't like a bad thing I don't want you to think it was like that because it's not it's not you're cool you're cool okay thank you no you're welcome what Daryl I guess so ain't no ain't nobody talking to you right now it's my question all right ain't go nobody ahead. talking to you right now okay so it is sir how'd I get my start um I got my start um why you gonna make you gonna, you gonna you gonna make this real difficult for me to edit I I want I want you to realize that right now I want you to realize that. I was selling now ladies out of the school bus. And you was selling pixie sticks during during like intermissions and breaks? Yeah. And them powdered them powdered candies. Remember those? 
I remember the powder, powder candy. Yeah, I used to line them up on the table. Powdered candy, like, like lick them sticks or yeah, fun Yeah, and I would like cut them like, like that's my product. Oh my gosh. When in my lunchbox and I would have like shades on and then I'd have two guys stand in front of me, two friends, and they would be my muscle. What were they called? Big Fruity and Ray? Yeah, about that, about that. And other kids would come up to me to bow down because my cartel was strong. I, I hate you, Daryl. I was the only one in school that had one. But go I, ahead, go I, ahead. I, 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 really, I really hate you right now. Talk about your dream. I, I really hate you. Okay. okay. To things people care about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now... Not even prepared. You're never prepared. You never prepared. We we are, we just had a serious fucking conversation, and your black ass is not prepared. I'm, I'm I not. I swear to God. See, really do, do you see what do you see what you do to me? Do you see? I start I'm, cussing. I am cussing in front I'm of a lady sorry. right now. He's like Sean Hulk right now. Yes. I'm Speaking sorry. of which, you know what? I got a Sean Hulk situation. I need to tell you tell y'all about. And you know what? While I tell that situation, you go research your damn question. Yes, sir. All right, sir. All right, here we go. Um, last night, um, I took my wife to the movies. Okay. And we went to go see Fast Five. Oh, uh, why? Why would you do that? Because it's great. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I walked in. I walked in with my doubts, but I. I did enjoy it. And my wife enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Please just tell me that all the characters died so that there won't be a Fast Six. Oh, no, the, 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 Why are you hating? What? That's a wonderful movie. The, the, six one, the, the Six One's already in production. No, please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. But you got cars, you got hot women, you got Van Diesel, you got The Rock. I mean, what is the hate? Okay. Let, let, me, let me finish my story because it's not really about the movie as much as the situation that happened at the movies. Okay. okay. Are we going to have to cut some people after we hear this story? Yes. Yes, yes you may have to. Uh-oh, okay. Okay. We get there um, like two minutes before the movie starts. It's not crowded. It's like, you know, it's like the fourth week that the film is out as of this recording. You know, we find a seat and the trailers are about to start and a group of kids come in. Now, you know, these kids are probably like between anywhere between 12 to 15 years old. And, you know, we've all been kids and we've all been foolish and we've all been loud and talkative. But, you know, these group of kids come in and the first thing I'm just saying in my mind is, is just please don't sit behind us. Oh, yeah. Don't sit behind us because I know y'all won't shut up. Please don't sit behind us. So what do they do? They sit behind us. And then they, ha- then they have so many other kids, they sit in the, like right in our row. So I got kids behind us. And we got kids in our row right next to us. And then there were two kids in the, in the next row down. So then, you know, the trailer's starting yeah, they, and they make jokes and whatnot. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let it get to me. It's okay. You know, kids are kids. Just let it go, Sean. It's going to be all right. Then the movie starts. And a couple kids won't shut the fuck up. And so, like, my wife's getting frustrated. I'm getting frustrated. And, like, you know, these ushers and stuff won't do anything anymore because it's just, you know, what these kids are doing now. You know, it's different. Like, in the 80s, usher come in, tell a kid to leave. You know, it's pretty much done. Now, usher comes in, tell a kid to leave. Kid might shank him. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, we're 10 minutes into the movie, and these three kids won't shut up. And my wife is like, you know, she just says, will y'all please be quiet? And this kid turns and says, why don't you shut up? No. Yeah. And so, in, in like less than a millisecond, I stand up 
and I start walking over and like all these kids are like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And like the two kids that were next to like this one kid in the road down, because this is where, you know, because I saw this like kid with a hoodie that said it. The other two kids that were by him just like took off. And I walked <laughs> down to that kid and like I was, I was beyond pissed. It's like that trigger just like snapped in my head. And it's that, it's that trigger that I always don't like. To, I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want it to turn on because I call it my dad trigger. Oh yeah. My father gets this, you know, we get this way when he would snap. He was the last. He's the last person. I don't want anybody to see when he snaps. And like that trigger just turned on. And I looked at this kid, and I could have literally took my hand and wrapped it around his neck and threw him down the steps. And I just looked at him, and I just said, "Listen, I heard what you said. You told my wife to shut up. You won't stop talking. That's why she told you to be quiet." I said, you ever tell my wife to shut up again, it will be the last thing that you say. And I know that you're a child and I should never threaten a child. Yes, you should. I said, but you will not act right. So do not make me come back here because if I come back here, I will make you act right. And I said, you know, go ahead and laugh and giggle. Get it all out your system right now. But I better not see you come back around here. Wow. And I went and sat back down and they're like the three girls that were like with all these other kids right by us. They were just like told him that to act right. I don't know why they can't act right in the movie theater. And then I sat back down. I'm just like, man, I was just breathing heavy and I was just so pissed Dang. off because I've never had to do that before. Yeah. And I've never had to do that before. Like I said, we're all, you know, I've, you know, I've been a kid and I did the silly giggle hee hee stuff too, but it's just like, I come to the movies to like get away from all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know what it's like for y'all when y'all go to the movies if it's like that, but it's just like, I just want to enjoy my movie. And now, now I'm starting to realize why more and more people don't want to go to the movies. Yeah. Because if I pay good money, I want to be entertained, but I don't want people around me to entertain me. That's what the movie's for. Yeah. So. The, last thing, the last thing they do is entertain you. They just annoy you. Yes. Yeah. I had to get that out my system because I was just very, That's- very irritated. Yeah, I, I had a problem with a little with with them kids are rough. You know, you gotta really be careful because I told one of them kids, you know, if I hear that lunchbox open one more fucking time, I'm gonna kick your little ass. And then it stopped. You know, the kid was crying because I had to put my foot down. You know, it's tough. Well, what are you talking about, lunchbox? Uh, because the kids they get out of line. Wait, I, they're. You know, and then when babies be crying in the strollers, oh, that really pisses me off. I definitely get mad at them then. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Like, you, you, you shouldn't have babies at a movie theater. Exactly, that pisses me off. I'm like, you take your stroller and get the hell out. I'm trying to watch my movie. Um, Talking about baby need milk. The hell with that? <laughs> All right, let me get the train back on track. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got my rant out of my system, so I'm, I'm done now. I apologize. It's good to vent. That's why I go to the movies when no one else goes, if I can. Because it's, it's inevitable that I will get the movie and the theater where the people come in last minute with the crying baby or, or the very loud toddlers or the old people talking throughout the movie, asking questions. Oh, so, and and of course they will sit by you because that's what you're asking not to happen. Mm-hmm. The universe doesn't understand negative and positive. I think it just understands the words, the the, the things that you want or desire. So you'll get it, but it, it's not always in the form that you want it. So. 
very true. You say, you say, please don't sit by me. I think the universe only hears sit by me. So. Yeah. Right as a fat kid. They ain't had to say that. Daryl. Daryl. What? Lay some treats on us, Mudfoot. Remember that? I used to love that. I used to love candy. I used to love candy and stuff. Still Grandma, love candy, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, I do. And yeah. Al- and alcohol. And sandwiches. Yeah, I, yeah. You need yeah. to have more vegetables in your diet, though, for real. No, I ain't, I ain't trying to do that. You no. really need to. You, I, you you have problems that you need to address, and no. I, I think that um it's time that you face these problems. No, I wear it. I can still wear the He-Man outfit that I used to wear in the day. I can still wear it. Are mental though. You can't fix that at a gym, really. That is true. Yeah. I'm fine. Inner, inner voice? Okay. Inner voice. Keep it inside. Keep it inside. We're going to okay. go back to Candace. This ain't okay. about you. This is okay. about we talking to Candace. I, when I, I, was, I was five when I um, became... Yeah. Inside okay. the mind. Cartel. Okay. Inside the mind. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So... Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Never learn. Just never, ever learn. That's why why I had my cartel. No, no. That's why Candace calls you a fool. Not a fool. A fool. F-O-O. Yes. Well, we're going to do a a Twitter theater soon, Candace. We have to work on that. Yeah? Yeah. Why, Daryl, Daryl, why do you keep telling people that you're going to do things and you don't you know you, you daryl you can't do that we're going to do twitter theater we we entertain a lot of people when we do that when we have twitter theater daryl you are scaring candace right now i'm so afraid right now you no <laughs> daryl you're not helping right now I'm trying to, it's, that's, I'm just saying. Daryl, you're not helping. There are people, there are probably fans of Awkward Embraces that are going to listen to this podcast and say, who is this other dude talking to Candace? I'm afraid for her life. Yes. What? Save me, fans. Save me from his madness. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, I'm there. I'm just trying to help you right now because I ain't going to say nothing. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> you know, you can't stop. You know, you can't. <laughs> you, don't see, you know, you can't stop. Well, what I could just have to say one thing I found is that Daryl yes. is in need of a lot of attention. Yeah. So yeah. when you give him that attention, that's what you get. So if you just ignore him like I do, you will sleep better at night. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> I don't like that. It hurts my feelings. Thank though. you, Candace. I will try my best to um, uphold those rules. Uh-huh. Yeah. Candace, why you quit me? I I didn't do nothing wrong. You did something wrong when you spoke. So. <laughs> but you can keep insulting me at least once a day. You don't have to just leave me just cold like that. Exhausting it is to be mean to you all the time. I have to be in the right frame of mind for it, okay? Well, get it back so you can come back, because I don't... You are so sick. Why do you need my constant... <laughs> I, you know what? I've tried to talk to him about that, Candace, no. but I, I just I just got tired. And I know you're in love with me, Daryl, but this has to stop. I can't. It, now, Candace, if he ends up flying out to Cali, I want you to call me. 
I'm I can't because she told me I can't. If I, if I come out there, she's going to shoot me when I get out the plane. <laughs> See, she's I smart for doing so. I can't come out there now. I've, I've said that, but I, I know I'll, I'll be moving immediately. To New York? No, to some, an undisclosed location that you will never find. Oh. I, I can tell you, Candace, I know some people that have undisclosed locations. So if you need assistance, please let me know. I will definitely let That's, you know. I, what? I mean, what? I ain't even doing I'm putting my helmet back on. Y'all just keep talking. <laughs> Put my helmet back on. And okay. I'm going to rock back and forth till I get my mind right. All right, no problem. That's fine. You go and rock back and forth. I really want to sing them, but my voice is not so good. But also, I get shy singing in front of people. So I was going to ask you to sing. Daryl. I was. I went. I would have liked. My voice wasn't so like raspy and dry. I'm drinking water and it doesn't seem to be helping, but I, I would probably sing it. Maybe on the next one, I'll sing for you guys. Okay. You know, Daryl's getting all excited right now about that, right? I know, because I said next one and I'm not even serious because he won't be there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if you sing a duet, we could, we could sing. Um, no. Oh. Daryl right now is in his room, and he's pulling out his karaoke list of like I'm saying, of, I'm ready of, of Disney duet songs right now. Oh There's the Justin Bieber. Remember that Justin Bieber duet he did with uh, what you call it, Gomez? I think. Selena Gomez. Ew, I have not heard that one. Yeah, we need to sing that, so you need to oh. up on that, and then we're gonna sing it. Yeah, Daryl, Daryl, you're really killing the credibility of my podcast what? right now. I I'm just saying that. that's. that's- if there's a Bieber song we're gonna sing together, it's either gonna be "Never Say Never" and you will be Jaden Smith, because, <laughs> <laughs> or or we'll sing "Eeny Meeny" with Sean Kingston and you'll be Sean Kingston. So see the "Eeny Meeny Miny Mo Lover." Okay, you know what? You're just gonna be silent, and I'll do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're okay with that. So. Never say never. This Candace, this is what I have to deal with. Even though this man, even though this man lives in New York, and I live <laughs> many states away, many yeah. many states away, I deal with this every single day. Can Do- I take the train to get to you? I, I, you know what? I might be. He might be able to, or or I might be able to find him. I think I just may have just have to go up to New York one day and just slap him. Why you gotta hit me for it? I'm just like I'm being I'm just sharing who I am. I mean I can't there I, there I told you about sharing. There's like like a statute of limitations. It's, never say never. Never say never. D- 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 I need you to stop right now. <laughs> oh, and DC Noise also. That's another podcast where I'm I love doing too and we talk about DC comics and food. And lots of food. Daryl, Daryl, that took about 25 minutes. Yeah, I really did. Way to wrap up the show. Or- <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just that was, that was my cold part where I just, me- I just messed up everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. No, but... Stop it. Okay. <laughs> just stop I'm sorry. it. I got caught up. It, it, it's okay. It, it's okay. okay. It's, it's fun for me. Because I wish that Daryl had been around when I was younger, because I would have had somebody to talk to about this stuff. See, oh. d- don't get don't get Daryl excited like that. No, but now that he's an adult, I hate him. Yeah. So. 
See, because, because the childish side of Daryl right now, the childish side of Daryl is going back to that time where y'all were both kids, and in his mind, he's already making up the scenario, and he's re <laughs> he, he is currently replaying the Can We Talk Tevin Campbell video in his head right now. Can we talk? Oh, my God. I think my ears are bleeding now. See, Daryl, 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 to know. Listen, Daryl, if you ever sing that song, you sing it right. Don't ever butcher a Tevin Campbell song. <laughs> Don't you ever butcher a Tevin Campbell song. Next Super Show, I'm going to make you sing. I'm not singing karaoke at Super Show. I'm not yes, doing that. I'm not. No, we're going to break I'm out like, the song. No, let Candle talk. Do they have like karaoke nights at those things where you could kind of maybe get him a little drunk and get him to sing yes. a little yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they had like a little karaoke this year, but like it got canceled early because of them. Um, it's a long story. Yeah. Um, we, we, we won't go into that, but no, they, they, did, they do have karaoke. And actually, um, the, um, the show this year had a very big book and it had a lot of R&B songs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some good pop. And like, they also had Everything She Wants by Wayne. What? Mm -hmm. Yes. I need to be there. Yes. So, and, and hopefully the karaoke comes back uh, this year. I mean, no, not this year, but next year. And I'm, Maybe it'll be at the con itself. No, it should not be at the show. That's a bad look. No, it's not. We could break out singing right at the tables. Daryl. What? Daryl, when I'm at a show, it's my job to do the following things. Sell books, promote mm -hmm. artists, promote talent, uh -huh. and, and shake hands and network with people. I'm not at the and, and, and have a good time. I'm not at the show to sing karaoke. Yeah, oh. But I'm. But you can like. That's after the show. Oh. Okay. You know, I think maybe you should come up with a karaoke superhero who sings, yes. who sings Tevin Campbell. I, that's what I. Come on, Sean, do it. How in the hell am I, am I going to edit this episode? I don't know. I I, I don't because Daryl, you have taken. Dar that ain't my job, Daryl. Daryl, I love you to death. <laughs> but I swear, you have taken this show to levels just. They just don't need to be touched. And, um, if Daryl has offended you in any single way during this recording, I deal with him every day, so I understand what I'm I agree to this. Alrighty, no, okay, that's fine. That's fine. At least I have you here as my protector and 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 the mediator because he wanted me to himself with his crazy friend, <laughs> and I don't know that I would have been able to handle that on my own. No. I, what, what are you I, I would still want you to come on a TV podcast so we could talk a lot of TV now oh he's talking okay he's talking about the nothing's on podcast that's we could talk a lot that, of TV. that actually has um, a co-host on this podcast by the name of D uh, Donnie Salvo Donnie okay. Donnie is actually a good dude and Donnie would protect you from Daryl okay well I would do that one I would do that one then okay Donnie will actually protect you now you just have to be careful because see what could happen is is that Daryl could do the show and not tell Donnie about it and then try to bring you on <laughs> because see Daryl is sneaky like that see I don't know I went well you know what you speaking of that Donnie says um, he watched awkward embraces and he said Candace you're very talented and thank you Sean for inviting him on the show Okay, first... Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm just relaying the message. I, I've already talked to Donnie, so quit trying to start stuff. And he told me to say that to you today, this morning. I, I know that, but what I'm trying to say is this. Now listen, now, now listen. When I, when I organized this interview, mm -hmm. 
it made sense to, to you know to one put can't bring Candace on because Candace is extremely talented. Yes, she is. Okay, and then also have you on board for the simple fact that if it wasn't for you acting a damn fool on Twitter towards Candace, we wouldn't have had this interview in the first place. So thank me. No, I'm not thanking you, fool. Okay, I'm not. It's not. That's not gonna happen because I'm already. I'm already furious right now. All right. <laughs> I'm already furious. You done got me in Sean Hulk mode right now. What I do? What I do? What did I do? We'll talk about that later. But here's here's the whole thing. Listen, to have three men talking to one female on a podcast to me, it it doesn't work. That does not work for me. It's what people call a sausage fest. Thank you. Yeah, I've been to that party. <sighs> and see that, and that's what I mean. And it's and it's no disrespect to Donnie. And I've and I told you know, and I told him that it's no disrespect to him at all. And I told him next time if I interview somebody on a Sunday, he has first dibs. Because normally when Donnie and I record, it's just us two together. We talk about comics or movies, just clowning or whatever. And yeah, Donnie, you don't fight me. You know I read comics too. Daryl, you have fifty-five fucking podcasts. What I would like to talk about comic books sometimes. Daryl, it's, it's y'all cool. Let I would me like to. Fit, brother, look, I'm gonna let you finish. All right, just all right, just give uh, me a second. Please, okay, fine. Please. Now, like I was saying, okay, you know, Donnie and I talk on our show all the time, but mm. Donnie's never had a, had a chance to interview anybody, so I can understand why you know you you know why he's kind of upset about that. A lot mm. of it has to do with scheduling too, because of the way his job works and the way my job works. Mm -hmm. But the next time we have an interview and he's available to interview somebody with me. I will bring him on. And then, then it'll all be worked out. See, Daryl, you're just trying to start stuff. That's all I'm you're on, trying to do. He told me to say it. I'm just, he told me to say that. You're trying to start. You, can, you, I, can I talk combos with y'all one day? One day you can, okay? One day you I'm can. Not, when, you, when, when you get grown and act right, you can. I want to talk combos one day. Listen, this ain't about us again. Well, how many times I got to tell you? It's not about us. We got to go back to Candace. We've had Candace on this line for two hours. I'm for sorry. two hours. And we, we need to be like gentlemen and respect her right now. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Candace. I'm sorry. I want to say thank you to Donnie for complimenting me on my talent and you too, both of you as well. That's very sweet. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. I, you know, it's one of those things. I, I don't I don't say it unless I mean it. So when I call Daryl a fool, I mean yeah. that. Oh, well, me too. Me too. That's all right, though. That's all right. That's cool. It, I, I can't lie. It's just really good. But like for me, it's all about moderation. So like I got to take like two or three months off of sweets. Because I have a sweet tooth. I don't think I'm familiar with that word. <laughs> yeah, Sean is like, what, 20 pounds? What are you talking about? You know what, man? You need to stop, all right? You need to That's, stop. He's 20 pounds because he's into this moder what is it? Moder moderation. Moderation. Moderate. Say it out loud. Yeah. Don't. Ugh. See? Dare <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop. Ugh. No, it <laughs> you cut it out. No, it's just, look, look I have on, on my... On my mother's side of the family, we have diabetes. On my father's side of the family, we have cancer. So guess what? I gotta, I gotta watch myself. So, you know, so I gotta be careful because I need to be around for a long time. So, so. Fight Daryl. Well, you know, we're fighting Daryl is enough to get my blood pressure up. And you know, no one's exercise. No, it's not. It's blood pressure, and that's why I got to go to the hospital after this recording. Go <laughs> <laughs> so pick up some ice cream on the way. Send him your bill. Oh, I plan on it. I, although, you know what? He says he has a job, but he is on Twitter like... He's, he's like Tommy from Martin. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I go in this white building. You know what? You ain't got no damn job. It's a white building. And there's no sign on it. I'm just going to like send you Tommy images. And that's going to be your new avatar. It's Tommy from Martin. Wow. They got like that? He's like a combination of Tommy and Cole. He's got some really stupid things. Yeah, that is true. We can call him, we can call him to Cole. I'm still here. <laughs> uh, we, yes, we will call him to Cole. That's what we will do. But no matter what, I am neither Pam nor Big Shirley. Just so no, straight. That, that's fine. No, you're not BDB. Yes. No, you insult me like Pam. 